0: And welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews of October Part 3 With the cult classic 1986 horror movie Trick or Treat Not to be confused with the 2007 Trick or Treat This one stars rock legend Gene Simmons And has a cameo from rock icon Ozzy Osbourne I first saw this in the early noughties When almost every cult movie was released on DVD And any photo should give away so I buy it again for this review. Unfortunately, it is the bare bones DVD, not the one I had, which had bells and whistles and all sorts. I anyway, mean, so with that, it's on to the show, starring Mark Price, Tony Fields, Doug Savant, Gene Simmons, and Ozzy Osbourne. The plot: a teenage heavy metal fan is bullied at school for liking heavy metal rock music. His only reprieve is his favorite rock star, Sammy Kerr. However, he dies in a mysterious hotel room fire, so distraught, the teen tries to bring him back. Now the demon undead rockstar is running amok. He can be stopped before it's too late. The movie opens up and what's the first thing I see? Dino De La Entertainment. Hardly a good sign for a movie. It's a bit like New World Cinema. Our canon entertainment. Sure. Uh, there's a few gems in this, but mostly it's just diabolical shit. So, after a poem spoken by a disembodied voice about Satan and having power up his enemies, that has nothing to do with the bloody movie, we get a shot of our rock star Sammy Kerr, played by Tony Fields, who apparently was a solid gold dancer, in all his camp mid 80s glory. On a poster, in the room of Eddie Weinbar, played by Mark Price, all family ties, I believe. Thing. The camera pans around his room as we see posters from these rock groups, including Ozzy Osbourne. But wait a minute here. In this movie he's a reverent against rock and roll. What the actual fuck movie? Anyway, we're going on. we hear Eddie writing in his diary Really, a heavy metal rock fan of a diary? Okay then. And that he feels like an outsider, unsurprisingly. And hates the airheads and douchebags at his high school, that he doesn't need any of them, well apart from Leslie, who played by Lisa Ogilvy, who doesn't even know he exists, as the truly terrible fake metal song plays, we see Eddie at lunch, hang around high school alone, and finally we see the vain of its existence, these school bullies led by Tim, played by Doug Savant, of Melrose Praise place fame and godzilla 1998 while in a shower the bullies have broken into eddie's locker and is tossing around his things including his tape of sammy kerr and what a fucking terrible name for a rockstar that is it? sammy maybe one you gotta say this is all a really bit homoerotic as the bullies are standing around mostly shirtless if not just wearing towels and then they throw the cassette tape into a neighbouring gym and take off Eddie's towel, leaving him completely exposed to a class of girls. One of which, of course, takes a picture. First up, why would they have a camera handy? And second, why are the male showers attached to a girls' gym? You write it in. Back in his room, and Eddie is writing a fan letter to Sammy about how he wishes for death and how he holds out hope to get away from this. Town, as Sammy went to the same school and lived in the same town and he is now made up on top of the world as this great iconic rock star on TV via a news report uh, which shows some of Sammy's stage antics that would make even Ozzy Osbourne blush such as killing and pouring the blood of a snake over his half naked boy. Yes, no, this guy gets banned but anyway, moving on, that the head of the PTA, um, What's him banned from appearing at the high school Halloween dance? Yeah, because a rock star is going to appear at some hip Halloween dance right? In. And then the news report just blots out he died in a hotel room fire. So distraught by this, Eddie trashes his own room, ripping down the posters to a on the nose song, tearing down the walls, which sounds like a really bad ACDC wannabe song. We then meet local rock DJ Nuke. Played by Rock Colin and Gene Simmons, who is of course friends with Eddie, and of course went to the same school, Sammy. So he gives him the White Label vinyl of Sammy's final album, and is indeed the only copy because of course a a Hicktown local rock DJ is going to get his hands on that, and B he just gives it to a stupid dumbass teenager at school. We see Eddie and does have one friend, Roger, played by Glenn Morgan, who asks where he was in the first period as he didn't show up for math and that Eddie just pushes him off because he's a great friend there. Uh, Leslie introduces herself to Eddie and hands him his cassette tape and a photo of him from earlier and then invites him to a pool party. And no wonder this guy gets bullied as we see his car has a personalized license plate reading Ragaman, Eddie's own given nickname. Also he doesn't seem to give a fuck about anything else but rock music, not even his friend. Unsurprisingly, at the pool party, the bullies pick on him by weighing down his backpack and then throw him in the pool. So a murder is then, hmm. Now, see, I would call bullshit on this, but I've seen much, much worse done to someone else. Leslie dives into the pool and saves him. Steaming mad, Eddie tells her he'll get his revenge on all the douchebag arseholes. So he goes off. Home and plays the vinyl given to him and dreams of Sammy's hotel room fire as Sammy sits and chants something backwards in a ring of fire while his bandmates are burning alive. with the records, the record is skipping. Edward plays it backwards, hearing and this is what I don't get. Let them fish bait themselves. The bait is you. Oh yeah, that makes no sense. Oh by the way, playing a vinyl backwards is really bad for the bloody vinyl. Little notes to the hipsters there. So the next day at school, Eddie sets up a trap using a muffin bucket and an office chair at lunch. Leslie wants to apologise, but Eddie doesn't listen as Nabbit then starts up the bullies with them chasing around the school. He springs his trap with one flying out the door after slipping on the muffin bucket in some really bad snapstick, Except this guy was arse first. Down some stone stairs, there's so some broken back right there. That's funny, right? Moving on. As yet another on no song plays, this boy's had enough. Again, another wannabe ACBC rock song. He leads the boys around this huge ass school, and I swear to god, this chase seems over 40 fucking seconds as he runs over a bloody place and through the library in some ridiculous so called slapstick comedy. And finally, after what feels like 60 minutes, And finally, into a room where Tim barges in with a fight signature and, on full spray, drenches the teacher's lounge. Just like that. Much later that day, he lets a disinterested Roger hear the vinyl and a backwards message with Eddie saying it was just for him. Okay, Karen, so his boys now went into a delusional landing. But his friend points out it's just a PR stunt to make you buy more records because idiots would play the vinyl backwards causing... Damage to the record, so you can rush it by again. Fucking idiot. Later that night, he decides to record on tape illegally. I may add the record, which talks to him directly, which doesn't freak him out one little iota. So he asks it a question, and it answers it by playing itself backwards. Okay, then a young priest and an old priest start. So the record tells him to go to room six six and crush. He goes to a room to have his lunch the next day, where, surprise, surprise, the boys pick on him and beat him up. Somehow, Tim's tie, uh, what a fucking terrible name for a boy that is, gets stuck in a piece of machinery which almost kills him, however, Eddie turns it off at the very last second. Now, feeling power for the first time, he puts a tape in his car stereo, listens to it on full blasts, and speeds off out of the high school car park with not a care in the world. At home his mother is stunned to find out about Eddie's record collection. Wait, she just finds out that her son is a metalhead, is she fucking blind? All he wears is devil shirts and rock shirts and various douchebaggy stuff from the mid eighties. And all he listens to is rock and roll or rock and roll heavy metal and so oh God, Moving on. With that the stereo turns itself on and almost deafens her, so she frankly presses buttons trying to get it to turn it off just then. Eddie shows up and throws it out of her, his room or leaves there. So later at night, he sets up an altar to Sammy, then records the record at four times speed on a cassette tape, which I know knew you actually do that one, which he gives to Tim as a peace offering the next day at school. Later that night at Lovers Lane, Tim and his girlfriend are making out until he has to go for a piss, leaving his girlfriend to find something to do. It's here she finds the tape Eddie made for Tim. She plays it where she is killed by Eddie's ghosts, I think, but not before it fuels her up and strips her almost butt naked. Then a demon shows up and fucks her to death. You get in. And here it is, folks, the infamous Ozzy Osbourne cameo as Reverend Aaron Gilston. Storm, who is against rock and roll? Because that's funny, right? The Prince of Dallas as a reverend against rock and roll. And here it is, the clearest Ozzy Osbourne has ever seen. In Eddie's bedroom, at his altar to Sammy, Eddie is just waiting for Tim to show up. What she does tell Eddie has girlfriend is in hospital. No, she's not. She's fucking dead. She's pus oozing from her ears, and she's been raped by a giant fucking green demon. Also, for Eddie to stay away from him, as he's into some weird voodoo bullshit. And with that, Eddie uses his new powers and sets alight his two jack-o'-lanterns on his stoop. Back in his room, he asks records what happened, with it saying, kill them all. When Eddie wants out, it threatens Leslie, who Eddie is now ahead of what he was in love with. Yet he treats her like shit and slams up her clothing because this wee guy has a cheek to slam anybody's clothing with a shaky horse. where's horse. So Eddie then tries to destroy the record. However, it takes over the stereo and by the power of Pepsi, I shit you not, it pours a can of Pepsi over itself and it summons Sammy. And this thing is all very Stephen King. So Sammy appears in almost shocking glory in a camp out th- outfit outfit, with half his body exposed somehow, and half his face is burned off in some really piss poor latex effects. Ozzy Osborne then reappears on a TV screen, talking about how Eddie must be stopped, so Sammy drags him off, se- off screen into static. As Eddie's mother shows up with some food. Sammy disappears into the speaker. With the with a basal bat in hand, Eddie destroys the stereo and the vinyl. Lucky that's doing with copyright, oh no wait. As Sammy escapes down the electrical wires, you write in it. why would the fire beaming be turned into electricity? Uh, on. The next morning Eddie calls Roger to get him to get the tape from Tim's car and destroy it. It then shows Roger breaking into Tim's car in broad daylight with a co-hanger that somehow works yeah Hmm. so instead of destroying the tape he plays it after telling eddie he destroyed it anyway it unleashes sammy's ghost into his house which tells him to play the tape at halloween or else and with that he pulls out the pta head from the tv and kills her in some terrible bloody effects eddie's mother's boyfriend shows up and takes her out because it's now halloween all of a sudden you know the first then in the movie is the 2nd of October It just jumps to Halloween after 2 or 3 other incidences It's then Halloween Anyway, he shows up and uh, he's dressed as Rambo I'm going to leave it right there because I'm pretty sure it's the same actor that's in Jason lives The guy with the fucked up teeth and the sexist He's like, yeah, not leaving Eddie to deal with the trick or Meanwhile at the high school Roger shows up with a tape He sneaks up to the DJ booth about to put a tape when leslie steps in asking him where eddie is and with him lying saying he doesn't even know oh by the way eddie has been grounded for most of the halloween season for what he did at the high school i'm guessing Actually not it wasn't it was because he destroyed the stereo anyway leslie calls eddie to see where he is and it's here here's he the tape and he rushes to school Rushing to the party, Eddie's car drives itself, again all very Stephen king. As he still has the tape in the car stereo, with Eddie trapped in the car it runs amuck, almost running a trick-or-treater. And then it tries to kill him by driving headfirst under a trailer. Luckily Eddie gets the tape out before it dunks him in the river, because I'm guessing Eddie can't swim. So dumping his car he runs back to high school. Meanwhile at high school Sammy finally shows up by a speaker. Plays a song to an enthralled group of heavy metal workers all of a sudden, even though none of them liked heavy metal at the start of the movie. So I'm thinking a song really badly. During a intense guitar solo. he shocks and kills part of the crowd, and then it falls into Stephen King again as it rips off Kerry as the gym door slams shut and they're all trapped and he starts killing people off willy-nilly. Meanwhile, in the ladies' room where all, when all hell was behind the doors, Tim threatens Leslie and tells her to stay from Eddie as he is dangerous and then attempts to rape her. So Leslie gets away, Tim hunts her down and Eddie finds them in a shower room where Sammy shows up and kills him quickly by electrocuting him in a shower room where there's no electrical wires or electrical out or ports or whatever they call these things. Um, moving on. The cops finally show up as Leslie and Eddie try to kill the power to the building. Unfortunately, Sammy pops out of my speaker, stopping them. Just then, Roger shows up and kills the power by sticking an axe into the circuit breaker, which somehow doesn't kill him, but this does manage to stop Sammy. The cops, of course, don't believe that I want to cease and instead blame Eddie, chasing them down a dark alley. And it's here Eddie tells Leslie the truth that it's all his fault. He summoned Sammy and he wants his revenge but it's all going too far and it's here he finally remembers the local dj has a copy of the record on tape and plans playing it at midnight on Halloween it's just five minutes from then so Eddie tries to call the station but no one answers with the clock hitting midnight the tribute starts as Eddie and Leslie run to Eddie's house however Sammy jumps out of neighbor's house Chasing them down as Nook plays the record backwards for some fucking reason. Why the hell would you play record backwards? beyond me. A cop shows up but is quickly killed by Sammy where he literally blows him with his boots shockingly. Running back home Eddie tries to hide however every single radio in the house. All 10 of them play the song while Eddie tries to stop them. Lynn, Leslie is upstairs trying to look for his mother's car keys. Somehow the car keys are in the toilet. And it's here Sammy shows up and gets stopped by, wait for it, getting flushed down in the fucking toilet. Okay then. So Eddie hotlines his mother's car, which comes alive somehow, and drives backwards for no apparent reason. So Eddie steals the cop car and drives off to the radio station, which of course is in this middle of the sticks. Finding the radio station empty and Nuke dead, Eddie comes up with a stupid plan to stop sammy by taking the cop car and turning him via radio he found a the radio station leaving leslie to count to 100 then going into the station to steal the tape and destroy it so at 74 sammy finally shows up in the backseat of the cop car with that eddie drives up the car into the river note eddie's car is not still on a bridge somehow it's moved as leslie destroys the tape stopping sammy once and for all Eddie swims to shore, but wait, I thought he could swim, and makes his way back to the radio station where him and Leslie kiss. And so he now takes over the radio station as his role. So that was Trick or Treat 1986, a set of horror film worth watching a group of mates having some beers and eating some pizza and enjoying the, the whole 80s cheese tasting, some of all, but this is not scary and it should not be taken seriously one little iota. I'm going to give this a 80s-tastic, 6 out of 10, because it's just so bad, it's great. A very a good, bad movie. So come back next week for my look at The Frog Zombies Halloween, my most hated of all remakes. Then in November I will get Viva Vendetta, Donnie Darko, S. Darko, and I'm for Christmas. December is Die Hard 1 and 2, Batman Returns and the Weapon 1. Also, do it to follow me on Twitter at Here's Joy's Pod and email me here's Joy's Reviews at gmail.com and tell what you think of my podcast. Don't forget to check out my dozens of other podcasts on Syncout, such as the Bowman franchise, Gremlins franchise, g One franchise, and many, many others. A bye.